Welcome, everyone, to Marvel Cinematic University, where we cover all the Marvel Cinematic Universe films as we lead our way to Avengers Infinity War. I am Jerome Chang. I am joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Anthony Canton III. How are you? Good day, good day, Jerome. Let's get a little strange. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Jay Christie? Uh, I'm doing good. How you doing, Jerome? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, and... As we go on this continuous journey, uh, Anthony had already started us off with it. In this one, we're going to get a little deep. We're going to figure out who we are in this multiverse. And to help us with it, he's he's been teasing his takes this whole time on our Solid Dudes Solid chat. Dude. Welcome to the show for the first time, Evan Scrimshaw. Evan, how are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. How are you fine gentlemen doing? Welcome, welcome. Fantastic. Welcome to the pod. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just get into it. Evan has been brewing with takes on this film. We have no idea. Actually, the interesting thing for me just before we get to him is I don't even know what is a hot take for Doctor Strange. Mm. I don't know what is the right call on it, what isn't, what the popular opinion is on it. So I, you know what? We're going to start with Evan just to hear what his thoughts are to get us going. Evan, what did you think of the film? This is the second worst movie I have ever watched. It Period. is legitimately terrible. Mm. It is garbage. It is mm. trash. It needs to go away. Whoa! I won't spoil. I won't spoil um, the ranking section, but uh, there might be a three-letter adjective that describes my feelings for it. It is Whoa. garbage. It needs to go away. It is trash. <laughs> wow! It is trash. Okay. Okay. That's a lot. Well, um, we do have ourselves a nitpick section, and, and we'll let you go into more detail, but could you give us maybe one reason in here why it ranks so low for you in the litany of films, not even the Marvel mm -hmm. Cinematic Universe? Is that what you're saying? Yes, it is the second worst movie across all movies. Not what is the, the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> That's actually not what I want to know. Uh, and Justice for All, it's Pacino and the Courthouse movie, and watch it drunk, you'll enjoy it, but it's god-awful. Okay. Um... How about if you watch Doctor Strange High? Does that change the opinion at all? <laughs> that would also make Injustice for All watchable. Don't think, don't think uh, an inebriant of any kind will save this movie. My main okay. problem with this movie is I can't figure out what the point of this movie is. Is it supposed to be a parody of like overly serious comic movies, or does it think it's a serious comic movie? Because if mm. it, either way, it fails. And we'll get into the nitpicks later. But I hate this movie so much. Mm. I like this. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll be up from there. Anthony, what were your thoughts on the film? I imagine not as strong. <laughs> yeah, definitely not as strong as Evan per se. No, it's not in the pantheon of the greatest Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, I thought it was solid, though, and I think there's some important stuff to take out of it. Whether you want to take out the whole um, journey of enlightenment, per se. Um, I actually took some stuff out of that for, for actually me personally, which I found interesting on the second uh, rewatch. Um, but also, the introduction to the multiverse is important because I think that's going to play a part uh, as we go beyond uh, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers 4. There's going to be more of that storylines coming into play. As we know in the comics, there's the ultimate universe. So that should be really interesting to see how that continues to be introduced. Um, also, I thought this film was solid. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was all right. And there were some good things that you could have taken out of it. Um, I thought, again, the casting with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange I thought was perfect. Um, I thought uh, Tilda Swinton, which we'll get into a little bit later as the Ancient One, I thought that was a really good casting as well. I thought she was really good as well. And there, you know, there's also some interesting stuff towards the end of the film. And, of course, the post credit scene, which was really cool. So, overall, it was all right. But it wasn't as trash as, uh, as, Evan, as Evan would say. But, of course, he's entitled to his opinion. Uh, Jake? My first reaction to Evan's reaction is I have seen way more dog <laughs> movies than you have, then, if that's the case. Because... <laughs> Well, I mean, one, I like this movie. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't love it. It's I enjoyed it the second time I watched it. Uh, but, wow, I've seen some really garbage movies that are uh, ten times worse. At least this movie's coherent. 
Uh, go watch Sucker Punch and tell me that this is a bad uh, comic book movie. But anyway, the Miami Vice remake. The Miami Vice remake makes no sense whatsoever. Um, uh, but anyway, that I think this movie honestly is it when it's not like I think it's really uneven at the start. I think that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch kind of is not. Um, I think when he's speaking in his fake American accent, he. Uh, is not as charming as the film's writing wants us to believe he is and so like yeah, it comes yeah, right. off weird and uneven at the beginning and he's not as funny as he is yada 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 but i think once it gets into that once it gets into the visual battle sequences i think that some mm-hmm. of the stuff is just i'm not even someone who cares that much about visuals in a movie but like it's just it's mind-blowing and uh yes. it's definitely a movie where big vfx assist in telling an interesting plot story but um my biggest reaction to this movie, and it's another one of those I have in all caps. Why can't Benedict Cumberbatch? I mean, well, why did I say Benedict Cumberbatch? Why can't Doctor Stephen Strange just be British? Like, if you're gonna cast Benedict mm. Cumberbatch, yep, just rewrite the character to be British because I think the character would just be more right. interesting to watch. Anyway, the those are my general thoughts. Um, I'll get into more specific ones later, but uh, yeah. All right. Um. Well, I think you kind of nailed it, uh, Jake. It's fine. The movie's fine. Um, I think, vis- like you mentioned, the visually the visuals uh, when it gets to those points are very interesting. I can't help but uh, continually think about Inception when I see any yeah, of that. Of course. So it's not in any way that feels groundbreaking. No, but yeah. it is very interesting in how they put it together. And also, um, I second time around, uh, I mentioned it earlier on before we started this. I kind of forgot about this film altogether. Yeah, when the first time around. It just kind of went by. I didn't hate it or anything. I just didn't yeah. have anything that really resonated with me. But watching it again in the context of doing it for this podcast, uh, there are a lot of things I pulled out of it that uh, were pretty interesting. Um, I think the ending, the final battle, uh, the way it's resolved is creative in a way that oh, yeah. isn't just, I'm going to defeat yeah. you. Right. Um, so there's that. Uh, it's probably the best inclusion of an infinity stone in any of the films so far that doesn't feel particularly forced yeah Yeah. because it's actually used Uh, it's actually used we complained about it in thor uh dark world how we cannot even figure out what the uh strength of that power of the infinity stone is in this one you can see how it's used it gives hope to the idea that it can be manipulated by someone of earth uh so there is that element to it um i think uh I think the character of uh, Mordo is it is interesting, yes. in that uh, you we you don't really you could talk about the story arc maybe for Stephen Strange, but Mordo's is I think is the most interesting because you see a truly uh, just person, um, strong in his principles, get twisted and become a villain by the end, which is uh, something you don't really see throughout um, most of these films. Having another a secondary character kind of change and have an arc like that throughout the film, so that I thought was pretty interesting too. Um, in a world where it includes multiverses, the hardest reality to accept is Stephen Strange's accent is natural. There's no way it's too <laughs> distracting at the beginning. Um, I have to say, uh, I completely agree about the uh, top being really uneven. Um, it doesn't get interesting until he starts finding his power. Yeah, and I and more on the accent. I think the biggest problem I have too is that there are moments where it sounds like he's going for a specific accent, and there are moments he sounds like he's just going for a generic American accent. Um, right. And in the moments where he feels like he's going for a specific accent, it's like there are some scenes in like um, where, some of the ones with Rachel McAdams. It sounds like he's going for something pretty similar to where. Before I moved to Florida, I lived in suburban New York, and there's kind of like a not that mm-hmm. thick, but like upper class New York accent. It sounds like he's going for in some scenes, and when they right. doing that, Which it's is fine. Where he's supposed to be from. Yeah, but at other times, I think a lot of it. I also think of what it might be is I think that Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't want to say a speech impediment, but he has like a speech tick that you don't notice as much when he's speaking in his British accent because like it just sounds mm-hmm. like more natural, and it just it right. sticks out a lot. Um, I can't even describe it, but he just has like a weird way of speaking that you only notice when he's speaking in an American accent. Well, the thing, the thing, the thing with that accent is that most of us came to know who Cumberbatch was through Sherlock, and yes, we didn't realize that that was a Cumberbatch tick. Mm-hmm. We thought yeah. of that as Cumberbatch affecting a tick 
for Holmes, who I right. bet Sherlock Holmes had, like, he has those kind of ticks, so it felt natural there. And it's weird, because he uh, does a good American, he does a good Southern accent in 12 Years a Slave. And I think that that's, right. pop, I think, I think that's because Southern accents are closer to British accents, uh, speaking-wise. Like, they're actually easier for British actors to do. But, yeah, like, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened with the, I, I wonder if he was even considered to make Doctor Strange British, because I don't really know why it would be a problem, because, you know, we already have plenty mm-hmm. of American superheroes in the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the hard reality about it is just that he's supposed to be from New York. Yeah. And you'd have You're to, right. like, because even talk about the three sanctums are London, Hong Kong, and New York. And if it was a British actor who yeah, right. was defending the New York sanctum, it would have been odd. That's true. Uh, mm, so, no, oh, Jerome, Jerome. You could have around that because plenty of British people moved to New York. Like, New York is not doing this. But why wouldn't the London sanctum is more my point. No, I, I, get, I get that, but. Yeah. What's up? Jerome, just some quick bookkeeping. So mm-hmm. we we see the time stone in this movie. We have mm-hmm. five of the six Infinity Stones present and accounted for at this point. The time stone, the mind stone, the space stone, the power stone, and the reality stone. The greatest question of all, hashtag, where is the soul stone? One can only wonder. Yes, thank you, thank you for that. I was going to ask you to uh, give us our bookkeeping compete, so uh, definitely thank you for coming in to do that. Of course. Um, all right, well, I don't know, just on the momentum uh, to let Evan continue on with this, uh, let's just go straight into our nitpicks uh, for it. So before... I'll, I'll have to ask Evan to wait just a bit longer. I'm going to start with Anthony on this one. Well, so one of the, the, the there's some factual errors, especially uh, from sur- you know from a surgical standpoint yeah. and and a mm-hmm. doctor standpoint. Uh, Christine, uh, what you call it? She's wearing nail polish while she's while she's uh, <laughs> doing this work, and it's not allowed for medical staff to wear nail polish or fake nails. The nail should be cut short and completely natural. This is mm-hmm. to check for any contaminants. Uh, factual errors. After going through his cleanup routine, Strange attaches his own mask. A surgeon would never risk doing that before such a serious operation. In fact, a surgeon would put on his or her mask, then scrub, then have the, the OR team gown and glove him slash her. In addition, w- while he is mo- removing the bullet from the patient's brain, he and Dr. Christine Palmer are shown intermittently with scrub masks and without scrub masks. So also, what the I hell think is that, going on there? Uh, there was a great video that Wired did of uh, like a surgeon watching, an actual ER surgeon watching movie ser- surgeries and like, correcting them. And the thing that she <laughs> points out, which I never really noticed before, is like in ER, in movies with surgeries, uh, where like with someone gets shot, they always when they were once they remove the bullet, it's like all right, whew, finally. And she's like, "That's like the begin. Like, yeah, you remove the bullet, but like that's right. like the when the surgery right. begins. You have to fix what the bullet hit. Like, you can't just like, oh, thank God we got the bullet out. Whew, he's fine. The body will fix itself. Um, but yeah, that that this in this one it was particularly silly because like he was about to die. They removed this tiny bullet, and it's like, well, crisis averted." <laughs> but um, yeah as far as mis- as far as mistakes those are like the main ones mm-hmm. uh, like as far as like anything i mean this is this movie is trippy as fuck so like if you want to go into like oh well this uh weird dimension doesn't make sense stuff it's not supposed to make sense yeah right. i couldn't i couldn't even that, follow that, it enough so... to feel that i, I yeah. think it, it while visually interesting it got too distracting at a point with some of the action scenes because i'm just like what i don't know what's going on anymore mm-hmm. and i think that's what threw me off uh the first time watching it and a little bit this time around too um anything else anthony um no i think that that'll cover it for me okay jake um uh what was i gonna say that um the, i think that was really kind of silly to me was when he has the uh car accident the scene of him when it's happening in slow motion with his hands going through the dash. I don't need to see that. He gets in a car accident. He wakes up. His hands are broken. I don't, I, I don't like, yeah. I'll believe that. No, no, no. His hands <laughs> were the most fair. affected, Jake. You need to know that. Um, <laughs> that, uh, um, it's not really clear a lot of times how, like, the magic works. I don't really care that much, but there's times where I'm like, 
Well, when when the action is like relying, when like the the drama of the scene is relying on his ability to conjure magic, it's I I want to at least understand what he's doing wrong. Um, the the really the, well, something that really was kind of like cheesy to me was uh, the whole bit about how uh, when Mordo tells him that the he needs to wait for a relic to choose him. That really. Is just the one chooses the wizard, Mr. Potter. From the first Harry Potter movie. Like that's all it is. <laughs> like um yep. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. You just took one of mine. Okay, uh, thank you. And my uh, uh, last two is when you're on the astral plane, why are you wearing the clothes you're wearing? Like I'm not saying I want to see everyone naked, but like I don't really quite understand how your soul <laughs> is wearing clothes. Um and and in a place where like obviously like they lampshaded a lot by like having Wi-Fi and like not being like super ancient. But in, like, a thing with, like, right. ancient magic, when did the term sling ring come about? Is that something that's existed since the Celtic <laughs> ancient one came to Comertage? Like, I'm really, like, I, what, I, and I didn't notice it until uh, Cassilius says it, like, in Mads Mikkelsen's accent. I'm like, oh, sling ring's a silly word. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, those are mine. Evan, uh, or no, well, who wants to go for it? Evan, Evan go I, I'll, I'll go for it because I'll just, like, be very quick with mine. Um... I know we have some younger gents on the uh, pod right now, but Dormammu really makes me miss my Nintendo 64. I, for all <laughs> the graphics that go on there, he just kind of looks ridiculous to me. Yeah. I, it's, I agree. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> I agree. Um, if you guys remember the uh, Fantastic Four movie, everyone got mad about Galactus being this large cloud. Mm-hmm. If that's the alternative, I don't know. Maybe I'll take cloud. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, something was really off about that, but that's really all I have. Uh, been really honestly waiting for weeks for this. Uh, Evan, the floor is yours. Okay, so in roughly chronological order, um, one, when you first see Cumberbatch and he's like putting on his scrubs, you notice how they're waiting for them to put his hands through. Hmm, that might be foreshadowing that something's gonna happen. <laughs> A little heavy handed, don't you think? No, I actually um, didn't notice fair. it. <laughs> I didn't notice well, it. I didn't, I, I didn't catch it. Um, although I ended, I picked up just now. <laughs> no, that was hilarious to me when I watched it the second time. Um, the 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 scene where he just started unrelentingly shitting on the ER doctor who screwed up with the guy with the bullet in his head was mm-hmm. like, dude, like we get it, but you could you do that, but you choose not to. So, kind of screw off. Yeah, he's like, like, I actually wrote down in my notes that, like, Tony Stark is shown to be like, oh, the he's an ass. But, like, and this is all going to be bleeped, so it's going to be hard for people to understand what I'm saying. But, like, Tony Stark is an ass, so you still don't mind watching him. Doctor Strange is just a straight cock in the beginning of it. And, like, not, like, yes. he just but, sucks. But when does he come around? <laughs> certainly, <laughs> not, certainly not until he's in Gamatage. Like, he absolutely. We'll get to we'll get to him being a continued c- in a minute. Um, right. Then there's the uh, you know then there's the car crash scene, which again didn't need to see his hands go through the dash. Then when he's in surgery, and his hands are up, and he said, "What did you do to my hands?" And then he's, she's just like, "I did the best I could. They did the best you could." And he's just like, "I could have done better." And I'm like, "No, you couldn't have. No, because you were dying." Evan, before you continue, uh, Jake, for the record, please do not put uh, Doctor Strange's uh, "What did you do to my hands?" Leave Evan. <laughs> I had the Leave same thought. Evan. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do to my hands? Because that was perfect. Go I ahead, did. Evan. So that whole thing was stupid. The experimental hand treatment thing was like that. That was just funny to me because. He's just like, how much is it going to cost? And they're just like, it's extremely experimental. And I'm like, he's he's a surgeon who's clearly losing his mind. He's just explained to you what he wants done. You don't need to tell. You don't need to ask him. Like, it's very experimental. He knows. <laughs> You're not dealing with me. Like, calm down. Just do what he wants. Probably won't work, but just do it anyways. He's willing to pay and willing to wave away his liability. And then. The scene with him and I, Christine, Marshall McAdams, was hilariously terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one where my least she comes to his apartment with wine and cheese and he starts yelling at her 
and she's trying to, you know, console him and tell him that there is life beyond surgery. And it was hilariously stupid, and he was just being an unrepented uh, idiot. But then, this is a contender for favorite line for me, just because there aren't that many I actually enjoy in this movie. Although, there's a couple others in the, um, oh, we'll get when we get there, we'll get there. But um, yeah. when she said, and this is the part where you apologize. I was just like, oh, are you trying to do like, are you trying to do like a self-referential thing? Are you trying to be in on the joke? Or are you not? Because like, I mean, I actually took that to be saying that to you. You fucking apologize, buddy. I actually took that to actually be like a bit of like shedding insight on the relationship prior that like she's used to like him treating her like and it's like, but he's like, he seems like the type of guy who treats the people around him like shit. And then spends money on a nice bottle of wine, apologizes, that type of guy. So I actually didn't really... I thought that, that that's how I took it to be. Like, we've been through this before. This is where you apologize, Stephen. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe Fair I'm enough. reading it. I honestly might be reading that's, into it too much. That, that's, that's entirely <laughs> possible. Um, the... <laughs> I don't know. I just... Th- there was a lot, like... The the whole beginning before he gets to Comitage was just absolutely gone awful in my opinion and I agree well, with that. I, I was not a fan in that section. The the scene the scene of the basketball court was hilarious because why did why did Doctor Strange need to have denied the patient before? Like why did we need that guys? Like well, well, we need to it... further strengthen the fact that he's a dick. I I, I, yeah. I, I actually, did, well, we really didn't need to further the point. <laughs> I thought I thought the really, reason they really did that, did. and I'm not saying I needed it, but I thought the reason they did that was to be like to emphasize like to, for Doctor Strange to realize that he has limits. Like someone that he thought was in, inoperable ends up is walking. I don't know. Once again, it was that was pretty heavy handed. That yeah, and also it's again. um Evan had mentioned, like, what's the point of certain things? It's, I could see it as that. I could also see it as, like, is this supposed to add on to the karma that goes against him? Like, which way are you going with this particular moment? And I didn't necessarily pull this exact reason. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was heavy-handed as well. Uh, Evan. <laughs> Um, I feel like Evan has a long, long list. I, I like getting the synopsis of Doctor Strange through Evan's complaints. <laughs> so then he gets beaten up. So then he gets beaten up for mm-hmm. reasons that really just, I, I guess, is just to like cause a ruckus so that, so that you know he could be found. But then he's bitching about his watch being broken because that's like. That's your priority here, buddy. You might. Well, get it, it's the it's the gift from Christine, right? Like, I guess that's... Oh, wasn't that? Yeah, it's a memento, yeah. so I yeah. think that's why oh, it okay. means so much to him. So I think that. Oh, okay, okay, but Sarah, you were just you were just screaming at her, and you just said you wanted her out of her life, and now a watch is the most important thing for you. Like, okay, consistency, buddy. Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I, I feel like he's consistently in, inconsistent. I actually followed that. That seems like yes. That seems yeah, that I, seems I, like I, the behavior of a lot of emotionally abusive boyfriends. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I fortunately have never known an emotionally abusive boyfriend, neither being one nor knowing one. So I can't actually say I have any experience with that. Thank God. Um, I don't know. I found the like first bit in Cabotage like pretty fine i guess like i think the movie picks up once you get to commentage yeah yeah and then yes and then there's the like and then there's the everest scene which is like i don't know Eh, it's fine i guess Mm -hmm. i I felt like i i can't tell if i like the fact that they waited as long for him to come back as they did because that scene takes so long when the two of them are just waiting silently um Mm -hmm. when the agent one and uh got him and Mordor, like when they're waiting, that that scene feels really long. But like, it's I I checked it; it's like forty five seconds. Right. And I can't tell if I actually like the fact that it was that long or not. Um, here, I think they play for this, awkward. This where this movie, this is where this movie falls off the rails for me. Is he he like replicates the missing pages? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Mordo and Wong start screaming at him. Mm-hmm. They, for you don't do that and you don't mess with the time continuum. But neither of them, you know, 
actually talk to him about what he just read, which might be important information, don't you think? Um, they... Go ahead, Jake. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, I think they know what it is, but they also don't want him to delve further into it. I, that's what I got out of that scene. Like, he mentions things, and they're just like, what do you know about that? But, like, they don't... It, it's not the right call, I think, in that situation, but... I think it's more like this guy is figuring out too much too quickly. We don't want him to go further. That's my read on that scene. I just I just yeah. feel like what you should have done is you should have gone, okay, you know this. You're clearly good enough to get to the point of being able to do that. At some right. point, we just need to we need to take you into our confidence. And also like ten minutes later, they're offering him control of the New York Sanctum. So, like, okay then, so you don't want him to know very much, and now you're offering him New York. Well, I don't even it think, I don't think they rush. want, I I, yeah. yeah, I agree with that, but I also think in a lot of regards with the missing pages, I also think they don't want to know what it is, because those are banned rituals. Like, I think that, especially Mordo in particular, yes. the way that Mordo responds to learning the Ancient One is sapping power, like, because the ritual that they're describing is, involves, I believe, like, conjuring uh, the Dark Realm. And I think that part yeah. of them is they don't even want to address it. I don't know. I think you're right yeah. in that at the moment, since that's not explained, it's like, what the hell? Why don't they, like, listen to him or whatever? But I think that the reason why Mordo in particular is so appalled is because it's like it's, – it's like um, – if you were like a Catholic priest and you saw someone like conjuring stuff with Satanism, you would you wouldn't be like, wait, let me learn some stuff from this. No, you just don't touch Satanism. Like I think that that's the way that he's responding. Yeah, and I think well, so if we're going on the chronology of the movie, they're fresh off Cassilius, who was a person who displayed the same amount of talent that Doctor Strange seems to display, and it's like uh, we don't know if we want to trust someone that powerful. Now, it makes more sense to make them an ally if you can, but I think they're a little twisted on, like, how do we handle this? We don't know, because we just, like, created our greatest um, adversary through this same situation. Okay, so then, like, 10 minutes later, they're offering him New York, and then mm -hmm. Strange right. starts screaming at the Ancient One and, you know, mm -hmm. giving all that. And then... Mordo starts yelling at him. They start arguing, and then mm -hmm. 45 seconds later, they're teaming up to go start the fight scene. Right. That seems like there was a conversation that needed to be, like, mm -hmm. had and finished before mm -hmm. you just go, cool, because Strange is like, I didn't sign up for this. I just want to heal myself and go back to New York. And then they're like, cool, we're fighting 45 seconds later. I'm just like, uh, what? How did he <laughs> get from no to Yes, in 45 seconds. Like, please, like, I don't need everything, like, I don't need all of it to be exposition, but, like, um, guys, what's going on? He's literally just rejecting the entire idea of fighting mm -hmm. and how this isn't his fight, and he just came here to heal, and then he's just, like, embracing the fight? Okay, then. You know, it seems so hard with all of these superhero movies to kind of identify when we, when do we need to have type of conversations and then uh -huh. when we don't need those conversations it's so difficult because you could say what you just said and a lot of people kind of have this uh, uh dr strange take a uh, shout out to Neats. she said kind of the same thing that all of it felt a little rushed you would have liked to seen more in the development of everything but also at the same time it's so hard because there's so much story that you can get to, but it would be a three-hour movie if that's the case. And I don't think they were trying to. You could have cut. You could have cut fifteen minutes from the front of that movie and yeah. put it in the middle. That movie yep. is significantly better. I yep. get that that argument is an argument. Like I am, I am anti-three-hour uh -huh. movies, but when you can very clearly cut some from something, right? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, just in the interest of time, I'm going to give you one more to go through evan uh so we can move on to the next parts but do you have any other uh nitpicks that you want to get through or like a more important one that i uh, um, feel like the fight scene was entertaining but it was very visually distracting like okay it, it felt very it, it felt very cat with a laser pointer <laughs> oh that's interesting like, like your your head's just on a swivel, basically trying to figure out how the buildings are moving and everything. I felt way. the same way too. Yeah, 
I, I get that. Which is like, not necessarily I, a complaint. It's just like it is just I, it was very swivel head e. I liked it better when it was in the Sanctum. I didn't like it as much when it was in New York. In the Sanctum, it felt like you can sense the geography. They're moving everything to throw him out of his own orientation. But otherwise, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. But anyway, um, so Evan, not a fan of the film. I think we can surmise that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, let's move on uh, to some more uh, positive ends of it. Uh, do we have... So, there are a bunch of characters that are introduced in here. Uh, who is your favorite non-superhero character? In so this, not uh, Doctor Strange. We'll actually start with Evan. So not Doctor Strange, exactly. So Evan, uh, do you have a character that you actually like in this uh, outside? Because clearly you don't like Doctor Strange anyway. <laughs> um, I have a two-way tie for first. Okay. One, because I really like the character, and one, because I really like the uh, actor playing them. Uh, Wong is a great bookkeeper because he because yes. he keeps a straight face and he never breaks from his like central character uh-huh. of being the straight guy like when Doctor Strange is making Beyonce and Adele jokes to him and being surprised yeah. he doesn't know it's like come on that's who he is mm-hmm. and um, the agent one because I will ride for Tilda Swinton in basically anything she ever does yeah okay alright uh, Jake. Uh, my favorite is uh, the ancient one. In fact, I thought I actually had watching it for the second time. Was that I honestly wish that there, like, because obviously there was the controversy when it first came out that uh, Tilda Swinton's playing a role that was, I believe, in the comics, it's an Asian guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like obviously troubling and problematic, and I don't know why they just didn't cast an Asian. And I, but I was watching it, and I was like upset. Like, I don't want to say I'm upset that the controversy existed, because I don't think the controversy shouldn't have existed. But mm-hmm. I was kind of upset about it because I'm like, wow, because Tilda Til Swinton's really good in it. Like, a lot of times when you have, like, yes. a role like that where it's kind of, kind of like, whitewash it, it's pretty terrible. But, like, Tilda Swinton is, like, really interesting and, uh, f- like... Effort, kind of effortless as the ancient one, like, because she's such right. an enigmatic actress. Like, I couldn't think of anyone. I actually can't think of any mainstream Hollywood actor or actress who I would rather see play a character who's like an ambiguous age, who could like teach you about like using energy from dark realms to make magic. Um, yeah, so she's uh, my favorite. I really wish I I wanted so badly to pick. Uh, Rachel McAdams' character, just because I ride or die for Rachel McAdams, but she's given so little to do, I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, to your point, I think, yes, controversy aside, uh, Tilda Swinton is picked for this role because she is she can play the perfect character for this role. And I, I think it's exactly to your point. You, If you watch her play the character that she's supposed to play, like it's done, no perfect, in every different way. Uh, but uh, anyway, sorry, Anthony, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm the same as as Jake. Uh, Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. Just the the dignity of the role, a never shaken grace that you get the sense of the Ooh, way that like she that plays phrase. it. Everything never, never shaken grace. grace. Yeah, grace. yeah. It's just like throughout the film, and she has so many good lines in this film. I'll get to them in in lines, but there is just so much that I took from the role and the way that she played it um and i really felt like it she brought some legitimacy to the film so i i definitely respect uh, what she was able to accomplish in this movie really dope character and really my honestly my 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 favorite character of the film to be honest all right um for me it's yeah ancient one and also Wong. So really both, yeah. you guys uh, nailed both of them for me uh Wong's really fun in the role uh my, I, fa- my favorite thing about you... Wong is that he's played by actor Benedict Wong. I know. <laughs> yeah, that is great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think he's just really funny in it. Uh, I like how he doesn't react to any of Doctor Strange's quips and jokes, because honestly, that's how I reacted to it. I, I found any time he was trying to be silly or funny, um, I'm... I'm not a fan of the Doctor Strange character in this. I will say, and when we get to it, I'll go further into it. I do like him once he gets to Thor Ragnarok, but mm-hmm. in this film, not particularly crazy about him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I think Wong's my favorite uh, honorable mention for sure, Ancient One. Uh, let's move on further. Uh, speaking about non-superhero characters, uh, Stanley does show up, as he does always. How intrusive was he? Let's start with you, Anthony. Um, a little bit, but it was kind of funny in the context of all of this crazy shit happening in New York with the with with the the stuff happening in the other realm, and he's just he's just the old dude on a bus reading reading the paper. That's fine with me. So I'll get I'll go with three. All right, Evan. Oh, I'm going I'm going at two. I found that scene to be delightful. Okay, it was pitch perfect. He didn't really do anything. I got a good laugh out of it. Perfect. Number, give it a two. It was great. One of the best ones, I'd say. Where do you, where do you generally stand on uh, Stanley uh, cameos? I generally enjoy them because I take these movies a little less seriously than, like, I enjoy Just the say fact you that guys they do. Are... Just finish that sentence. Say you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. Sean Rosales does. No, no. That's fair. No, no, then Rosales does, so I get to make fun of Sean. Um, no, I, I enjoy the comedy. So where they can be slightly distracting at points uh, mm-hmm. from the movie, I don't really care because it's still fine by me. All right, so stand, stand, perfectly. Um, <laughs> Jake, how do you, uh, how do you I, feel? I think it's like uh, probably like a three, just because I I like okay. I don't mind the um, the the part like the the way it's in there. I just think that his like line deliveries bad as always so that's why i I, it's annoying right right um yeah uh i think the line delivery threw me a bit uh i kind of actually wish that jake would give us the line delivery (laughs) i I saved you for last just let me let me let me uh let me pull it up you pull the quote i'll talk a little bit about it um i i think one thing i thought about especially since we've had to go into um how we feel about every stanley cameo is it shouldn't be about stan we should never really go into complaining about Stan being in it. It's about how they use Stanley. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyone who does have issue with us uh, complaining about a Stanley cameo, it's really more our complaint and how they use him, whether it's effective or not. And I notice sometimes uh, just either the writing that they choose is awful or the placement is. Uh, but we, I mean, listen to all of our podcasts, even the Incredible Hulk one. Uh, <laughs> they... There are moments where we really do love how he's being used. Um, uh, Shouts to Tony uh, Stank. By the way, the guy's Go line is, "This is wait, <clears throat> that is hilarious." Perfect, absolutely. Uh, perfect. Jake, Jake, I demand that you keep your reading of that line in. Oh, it's happening. Uh, you haven't listened to the last few pods. That's that's the bit now. That uh, I'll do the stand. I, I did listen. I did listen. I'm just making sure that you're. I'm just making sure that yeah. you keep. I, I'll the, never keep beat it. my le- reading of the Winter Soldier one, but oh, that was just, oh, mm, magnifique. Chef kisses yes. hands. This is yes. beautiful. Yes. <laughs> chef, chef hands emoji. Chef, yes, yes. chef, chef hands emoji. Um, all right. So moving on from there, uh, favorite scene in the film. Um, I don't feel like it should be very hard for Evan to pick one since most scenes are his least favorite scenes of all time. Uh, but by default, what would be your favorite scene in, in the film? The end credits. Okay. No, 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 I'm joking. Which, which I'm joking. one? No, no. Uh, in reality, in reality, even though I hate it, I do kind of like when, uh, when he's clouding the other doctor, the ER doctor. It's when a douchey scene, but I kind of respect Stuhlbarg. it. By the way, just just gotta shout out to my Stuhlbarg boys. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's actually like a huge high for him, um, on, like, cause obviously I go to art school and like because every girl in art school loved the movie Call Me by Your Name and he plays the dad in it. There's like a huge Stuhlbarg hive on Twitter. So shout okay. out to you guys. I'm not kidding. You say, you're, you're saying this to me. You're talking to me as if you think I'm making it up, but I'm absolutely not. No, 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 no. I completely believe you on it. Thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah um okay uh uh let's well okay so yeah that is your favorite scene then uh evan yes all right great uh one thing uh, you guys talked about it throughout the whole uh pod just dr strange is the least likable protagonist in all of the marvel cinematic universe so or so far right correct It, it reminded me um of the roman day uh quote well i don't believe anyone is 100% a dick we might have found him 
we yeah. might have found that guy. It's possible. It's quite possible. Uh, he, he may turn it around, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Anthony, what's your favorite scene? Actually, the the basically when we get close to the end, and I'll name the other scene in a second, but the Dormammu I've come I've come to bargain scene, and mainly because. I think I think somebody had mentioned it earlier, but the, it was not a scene of redemption. Like normally in all of these films, we've talked about these heroes looking to find redemption for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I felt like in I felt like in this scene we saw uh, Doctor Strange kind of going through enlightenment, and he's gone through this film, and at least they did a good job of telling the story to this point, uh, and all the teachings from the ancient one that he has been enlightening enlightened so the idea that he goes into this battle knowing that he's going to go through pain and continues to go through it repeatedly but uses cunning to win the battle i think was the the best scene in the movie from just the standpoint of storytelling and the idea that you don't have to win in a conventional way you have to you know there are mm-hmm. different there are different ways to skin a cat and no we didn't we're not skinning cats on this uh, show <laughs> but um but just an honorable mention scene i marked out heavy um when thor shows up uh in new cool. york and uh it made me think like okay we're we're getting closer and closer to infinity war with this so right. so like what you call it i thought that was dope too that was cool um I'm going to follow up just because uh, I also like the Dormammu scene. Um, yeah. One thing I have to say uh, in all the talk about Doctor Strange being kind of an unrelenting dick, uh, I got to say that probably worked to his favor in this final scene because yeah. how obnoxious he is is probably his greatest strength in getting him out of the situation. Because yeah. if he was delightful to be around... Maybe Dormammu hangs out with him for the rest of to the end of days. Maybe mm-hmm. they just do that. But he's just so annoying. I would love to kill him multiple times. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, so it works out for him. Um, my, I, I enjoyed the Sanctum scene, the fight scene there. Uh, mm-hmm. I yeah. thought that was, like I already said it, but it's the best use of all these uh, graphics and visuals and how everything moves around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the introduction of the cape is pretty fun. It adds a little slapstick to it. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, honorable mention also is Wong listening to single ladies. I I didn't really care for like the book stealing. I would have just sat there for Wong listening to the song for about a minute mm-hmm. or so, just alone, uh-huh. no context whatsoever. I would have taken that. Um, Jake, uh, I actually, I mean, I just want to talk quickly about the Damami scene. It's not my favorite scene, mm-hmm. uh, but I actually think that that might be like the most because we talk a lot about how a lot of the fight scenes uh, the climactic scenes are not satisfying or good in Marvel movies Yeah, because I think the problem is either they're too quick Iron Man 2 or in Mm -hmm. some of them I think it just feels like a slog where just people beating each other up for like way too long and it's just like oh I'm so exhausted of just seeing people fight you know what I mean and I think that this might be like the most satisfying way that an enemy is defeated up to this point just because it's so it's such a clever device and it's just like super entertaining like, i love the moment of when uh domon was trying to like make it stop and then he changes his, <laughs> yeah. the way he says it and says no i've come to bargain like that's such mm-hmm. i think that that's like a really i remember i just like had a big grin on my face when i first saw that but yeah. actually my favorite scene is you guys trashed it i don't know i like i like the second fight scene in new york with all like the crazy geography and because I, I feel like what it reminds me of it's like I feel like there's a version of that scene in which all of it's in, like, a spirit realm and all of the things they walk on are artificial. But the way it feels like, <laughs> it feels like it's they're actually, like, building their own reality using bits right. and pieces of New York, which is, like, really cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I just I think that it obviously gets pretty crazy towards the end. But at least towards the beginning, when it is, like, doing Inception light, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what it, what it basically does is at least in that part because I was a big fan of Inception when it came out. I was like the perfect mm-hmm. age, uh, but 
something that you never really got to see is you saw those scenes where the city folds in on itself which it's just one scene it's kind of funny that like when we think of inception like that's the main thing we think of um also <laughs> how could how could you not think of inception with the scene in the sanctum with the hallway there's a lot of inception yeah. stuff going on yeah um but yeah. a thing that like when i first saw inception i'm like they don't really interact with the city that folds in on itself so like it's kind of like what if instead of just like showing ellen page's character all that stuff leo was like ellen page let's go run on these this city that's folding in on itself and that's what you <laughs> right, get right. in the fight scene in new york i don't know i, I think the vi- like the visuals in that scene are like they get really convoluted and crazy but uh mm-hmm. it's if, for a lot of it it's really really fun um, i think once uh the ancient one intervenes uh-huh. it starts kind of shaping together and what you were describing about how they start using the area, like I do really enjoy that part. I have to agree with you there because um, once each one starts creating this like platform for all of them to mm-hmm. stand on, that looks really cool. It feels yeah, like that, if that does, it feels like it, what it gets to, and this is a metaphor I actually thought of while I was watching it, and I don't think it fully makes mm-hmm. sense, but I'm just gonna say because I thought of it when I was watching it that <laughs> it's like whenever you hear like a beat in a rap song that is entirely made of samples, but has been manipulated so much that you can't recognize any of the samples individually. That's what it becomes. It starts off as like a mashup, <laughs> and then eventually becomes so crazy. But then if you were to strip it down, it's like oh, the drums are from that song, the guitars from that song, like it all it, be- it becomes a basically fully artificial world but you have, you can see bits and pieces of like that's a sign in front of the holland tunnel that's yada 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 so i don't know it's 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 cool uh um and notice i didn't use the words as someone who lives in new york you're welcome <laughs> also appreciate as someone uh who attends new nyu that's that's also one of my favorites <laughs> oh. um classic classic well movie. okay uh Classic, classic. <laughs> all right, so I think did we cover all our topics here? No, we didn't. No, we got to go to favorite line. Favorite line. I apologize. Yes, moving on from favorite scene, let's go to favorite line. Uh, we're going to start with Anthony since he called me out on it. Anthony, go for it. <laughs> it's all good, man. Man, there's there's a lot of good stuff here. So I'll go with my honorable mentions first. Um, Casilius and Doctor Strange's first meeting is this pretty This is my funny. favorite line. So, oh, it is. Yeah, so, it? you can know I what? Do it? Can I just do it right now? Just because I. Yeah, just... go ahead. Go. Casilius says, uh, How long have you been at Kamataji, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor? It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? Like, I liked <laughs> Matt Mickelson's line reading of that a lot. And it's, also, it's because of him for sure. Yeah, I also, especially because it's such an earnest like, like you expect uh-huh. as a bad guy to like him make fun of. It. He's like, no, I mean, yeah, I guess Mister Strange is a weird name, but I mean, I, I mean, I guess Mister <laughs> Doctor is a weird name, but also I did go to middle and high school with a guy with the last name Doctor, so it wasn't you know uh, the weirdest thing to Mister Doctor. <laughs> All uh, right, so so honorable mention uh, for me, I'll go with the the ancient one uh, at the beginning. Uh, with uh, Dr. Strange. uh... Arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. Which is? It's not about you. I love love that. And I take that not just for him, I for life, Mm because a lot of life is about that, where we're so consumed with self. And that's where the whole enlightenment idea of the film kind of mm-hmm. like grabbed me on the rewatch so like it, it was i just love that type of dialogue it's just really interesting to me so um my actual favorite line is when the ancient one is about to die mm-hmm. and uh, strange is about to take over dr strange says i'm not ready no one ever is we don't get to choose our time Death is what gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered. Your time is short. You'd think after all this time I'd be ready. But look at me, stretching one moment out into a thousand, just so that I can watch the snow. And I was like, wow, that was really really profound. Um, And it's just another example of Tilda Swinton just doing such a tremendous job in this film. Since I'm such a, I'll throw another one in because this is just such a, uh, I love the idea of introducing the multiverse. So when 
she when uh, the Ancient One does introduce Doctor Strange to the multiverse, she goes, What is real? What mysteries lie beyond the reach of your senses? At the root of existence, mind and matter meet. Thoughts shape reality. This universe is only one of an infinite number, worlds without end. Some benevolent and life-giving, others filled with malice and hunger. Dark places where powers older than time lie, ravenous and waiting. Who are you in this vast multiverse, Mr. Strange? And again, she's just so good at delivering those mm-hmm. lines. So those are mine. Yep. Uh, I would say, yeah, to your point, honestly, that whole scene uh, when the Ancient One passes away, I think is an honorable mention for one of my favorite scenes in the film. It's the one moment where I think it redeems uh, Doctor Strange as a character because it gives us any hope that there's this greater uh, version of him that lies ahead. And also, yeah, it's just an all-star moment for the Ancient One. Just everything she delivers in that. Um, it validates everything that came before. Uh, it it changes the philosophy of what's going on in the film. Um, and it, it, in a way that I really enjoy, just because you think going into it uh, up to that point, there's this very rigid, you know, you can't mess with the laws of nature. But... Um, as the ancient one, the one who is probably the wisest of them all, she already knows uh, you have to bend some of the rules. And she reveals it and admits to it uh, in a way that makes sense, that doesn't make her sound particularly evil, um, or evil at all, sorry. Uh, as for my lines, uh, since he's my favorite non-superior character, uh, going with Wong, um, they're fighting and... Uh, Doctor Strange goes breaking the laws of nature. I know. And he turns. He's like, well, don't stop now. <laughs> and, uh, I like that moment. Um, I, outside of that, too, uh, and I think it's great because he's been deadpanning this whole time, setting up to the final moment where uh, Doctor Strange uh, saves the day. Uh, he just, I, I have it here. Um, he laughs. <laughs> <laughs> just that part at the very end after all mm-hmm. the chaos uh then dick's long fantastic <laughs> yeah, yeah. role uh jake what do you got oh well jake you're ready Already i guess it was evan. Uh, exactly uh evan again it's a terrible line but i it's cumberbatch uh sorry it's Stephen strange uh, in the hospital bed after Christina just told him they did his, they did his I'll pull up the exact line because I don't want to butcher it. No one could have done better. I could have done better. The reason I, I I feel this in my bones because I am that arrogant bastard who thinks that about everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just so ludicrous. Given that, again, you almost died, but it is one of the moments that I actually felt were truly in character for Strange, because it's just like, mm-hmm. he's an asshole. Yeah, he's the worst. He, I think he could do everything anyway. <laughs> I think that the, what the um, movie could have done better is, it, a lot of times it's, un, like, I, I think that it it doesn't make clear until later that you're not supposed to side with him. So a lot of the stuff at the beginning that feels ridiculous, I feel like if they played that scene with the audience in, like, from the perspective of uh, Dr. Palmer, it would have been much better because you would have been like you're being ridiculous. But instead, Mm -hmm. they portray it like you're supposed to agree with Dr. Strange that, oh, he could have done it better. They ruined him. You know what I mean? And like, and yeah. it, it's that's why I feel silly. It, but if it's like played from like the concerned ex girlfriend who's like this poor guy, his he's his hands, his his career's ruined, and he's so arrogant he can't give up on it. Like that would be much better. Anyway, right. There's also I, I feel like there might be a version of this movie where he does not need to be an egotistical asshole for any for all this to still work. Yeah. Like he could still go through a tragic accident. He could still go through this moment of giving up on himself but finding a greater purpose like 
there is that version of the story and it may take away a lot of the problems we have at least with the character um, yeah well, it makes me well, the thing is, it makes me wonder if maybe they're purposefully going for that with potentially what could happen after Avengers Four because I think the idea is that uh, Doctor Strange, who's a huge part of not only the Avengers but the Illuminati in the comic book, mm-hmm. which is like a is a is a major faction. So th- the idea is to maybe establish him as a different uh, a different type of character as opposed to the more lighthearted Spider-Man or mm-hmm. the more strong positive leader like uh T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So like maybe them establishing him as a different type of character. Maybe they they went for that and we'll we'll have to see like in Infinity War how is he going to uh continue kind of that d- development of his character. And then of course we'll we'll talk about him in Thor when we get to that. But mm-hmm. in his a uh, brief cameo, but at least there, there was a little bit more of a. Um, it was a little lighter. He wasn't as much of a dick in that in the, yeah. his shorts. Right. Uh, you know what? Since you already kind of started into it, uh, let's just go into what are our final thoughts on the film. Uh, Anthony, do you have anything further to elaborate on on top of what you just went through? Uh, yeah, I think, I think overall, I I, I understand, and I and I actually really back Devin's uh Evan's point he made some really valid points because you can actually really deconstruct this movie and be like hmm this could be bad I just didn't think it was that basically mm-hmm. because I was able to I was able to actually take stuff out of it that you can actually apply to real life in a sense and I find that amazing in a in a movie about different dimensions and realities and stuff but overall um it was a solid film and you can you can get into the idea of maybe rushing the story a little bit, but it's so hard, uh, like I alluded to earlier, to kind they have of... so much to cover in the universe. Yeah, too. man. Because, again, I'll go back to... And I know I've mentioned this a bunch of times, but I don't, I don't mind mentioning it, mentioning it a bunch of times. That big old Red Marvel book that, that, that I used to read, um, <laughs> that also had the Doctor Strange introduction as well. So... So I had an idea of kind of what his uh, introduction was and the build to what he was going to be, and a lot of it is similar. He was uh, he was an ass, yeah. and and he needed to find some type of enlightenment. And it's interesting that I don't come away from this movie thinking of Doctor Strange as a hero more than just someone who's almost like a gatekeeper and kind of like somebody who's just there to preserve balance as opposed mm-hmm. to good and evil. So I think that was like my overall take. He doesn't need to necessarily be a hero. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, from that standpoint, a solid film. And again, that that Thor scene and even the end end credit scene where we see yeah, Mortal make that, that, full, that yeah. full transition to bad guy. It makes me interested in a in a future Doctor Strange film because their rivalry is really what Doctor Strange is about. Yeah, I. Uh, go I, for Jake. I was just gonna say in that last credit scene, I I remember when I first saw that like that might be the cruelest thing I've ever seen a character do in a movie. Is like it's one thing to kill mm. someone, it's one thing to paralyze someone, it's another thing to make someone paralyzed again. Who yeah, yeah. like cure yeah. the process? Like that's yeah. like in the way that they do it. Like I, a lot of times, like I criticize like the way that they don't prepare actors in movies, yada yada yada. But shouts yeah. out to whoever gay. I guarantee you, Benjamin Bratt did a ton of work to studying par- uh, people who have been paralyzed and stuff like that because it <laughs> looks so like he just oh, looks so different. It's painful to watch, and it's yeah. it's just like. I, both times I've watched it, the air is just like left my lungs. Like, oh my god, the hell's wrong with you, yeah. my, my Chiwetel? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, so it's, that's that's a great hey, scene. Hey Jake, let me add this in. Um, yeah. as it, this is because we should add because that that was a really good scene. So, so what you call it? It, it goes. Can I help you? They carried you into Kamataj on a stretcher. Look at you now, Bangborn. Oh, no. So what can I do for you, man? I've been away for many months now, and I've had a revelation. The true purpose of a sorcerer is to twist things out of their proper shape. Stealing power. Perverting nature. 
like you. I've stolen nothing. This is my power. Mine. Power. Has a purpose. Why are you doing this? Because I see at long last what's wrong with the world. That was crazy. like that. It's very dope. It's crazy. Um, and to Jake's point, I mean, we are covering superhero films. So often in superhero film, you will see that hero lose their power, mm-hmm. and it, it it always just kind of comes in a way where it's like they just become, they go from being superhuman to just human. They they just like try to do what they could do before, and then but they really just go about their life living, if anything, just a normal life. In mm-hmm. this, he is taking everything away from him. And it's so cruel. And like you said, I, I love that you point that out. The way um, it's acted out, it's terribly hard to watch him go mm-hmm. through that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Evan, any final thoughts on the film? Um, I, this podcast is a hell of a lot more enjoyable than the movie was. <laughs> Evan, I need to show you some bad movies, though, for real, though. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. Cuz like, of yeah, I agree. I I agree with almost all of your yeah. points about the movie and like I respect yeah. them a lot, but like if it's the second worst movie you've seen, I really sincerely think you just haven't seen enough bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it might I, it might be it might be third. I'd have to think about where that no, national land even if even if, e- even if <laughs> I even if I fully felt all of your criticisms of it, that still wouldn't even crack the top 10 of the 10 worst movies I've ever seen. Right, right. I have seen so many um, bad movies, though. God, don't I, ever watch Cocktail, uh, I guess, guys. okay, so final thought for me, uh, just one small shout-out. I actually really enjoyed the score in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the oh, use yeah. of the harpsichord through it. Uh, also, because it always harkened back a little bit to some of the Sherlock uh, score, mm-hmm. too. So just always, anytime that I feel like there's that connection, because that's really what uh, appealed to me, like, fact that Sherlock was starring in a Marvel film um also shout out to uh, Everett Ross um but uh yeah it's I, I definitely don't feel as strongly I don't think uh, as uh, Evan especially to the point of one of the worst movies ever uh it's it's not even the worst movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe um uh yeah which uh is a great place to start off uh, let's go into our rankings guys uh yeah. Evan it's safe to say this is dead last in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Then uh, this this would be DFL, yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. DFL is funny. Uh, <laughs> um, and I don't. I don't think you really need me to. I don't think you really need me to 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 expand on, no. on that <laughs> at this point. We're great. We're great. Right. All right. So. All right, so Black Panther one, Cap Winter Soldier, a Captain America. Oh wait, whoops! I watched uh, Captain America Civil War, uh, Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Age of Ultron, Ant Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Captain America First Avenger, Iron Man Three, Iron Man Two, Thor: The Dark World, and bringing up the rear as always, The Incredible Hulk. Jake, uh, Black Panther, Cap Two, Guardians, Avengers, Civil War, Ultron, Iron Man, Ant Man, Iron Man Three, Doctor Strange, Cap One, Thor, Iron Man Two, Thor Two, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, I have Doctor Strange somewhere between Iron Man Three and Thor. Uh, yeah, this was this was an adventure, guys. Uh, <laughs> thank you, every thank you for listening. Uh, thanks, Evan, for uh, joining us. Evan, where can we find you? Um, on Twitter at eScrimshaw, S C R I M S H A W. Um, I don't know when this episode will it's be. Gonna going be out, to. It's going to be out. It's going to be out a decent bit, so promote it. Okay. Uh, I am starting a podcast uh, that will be launching, that will have launched by the time that you will be listening to this. It's the Scrimshaw Show, where I talk sports and politics with whoever I can get to say yes. Uh, <laughs> plenty of solid dudes will be appearing on that podcast over the uh, weeks and months. It's on That is on Twitter at The Scrimshaw Show. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's been an honor. Honor is ours. Uh, yeah. Jake. 
uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. I do another podcast called Sorted History, which Evan has been on, and I got to get the other two guys on the show on at some point. Uh, it kind of <laughs> feels like a tedious thing because we talk so much already on podcasts. But whenever we're done running through these <laughs> movies, we got to do one. But anyway, uh, yeah, listen to For that, sure. uh, and yeah, follow that at Sorted underscore History. Um, check it all out, Anthony. AC Spotlight 95 on Twitter. Uh, the AC Spotlight podcast. We're going to do some NBA playoff stuff soon. Uh, my brother's going to come on NBA underscore trades. Um, it should be fun. We may have some- we're going out on the road. We're going to be in San Francisco headed to see the Golden State Warriors. So that should be interesting. And uh, yeah, check out Marvel Cinematic University as always. Rate, review, and subscribe. You can find me at Black Dragon Roll. Uh, guys, once again, thank you very much. We'll see you uh, on our next one. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. All right, guys, I got to run.